This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. My name is Rich Bradbury. Uh, here's an industry that I, I don't normally um, have much interaction with. Uh, and perhaps this is something I want to address a little bit more. I guess it's the construction industry, but it's also the intersection of construction and tech in many ways. I'll be speaking with Carol Asman. He is the founder and CEO of K.A. Bina. Now, they're a young, vibrant company that believe in new technologies and innovation that will further drive local industries and Malaysia's economy as a whole. They are adapting and adopting new tech from around the world and how it's significant to achieve a sustainable environment for the economy and the well-being of Malaysia. For a start, they're highly invested in the latest 3D construction tech that would benefit the construction industry and millions of first-time homeowners uh, in line with B40 groups, for example. And this is what I find really interesting. The idea of 3D tech and construction, it's not something new. It's been around for a little while, but I really want to kind of explore this a little bit more. So, Cairo, thank you very much for joining me on the show this morning. Hello, Rich. Thank you for having me. It's It's my pleasure. Now, first and foremost, K.A. Bina, right? Yeah. The the name. Um, I correctly guessed that it's Cairo Asman Bina. (laughs) Right. <laughs> right. That's a <easy> one. <laughs> there, there must be some more behind this story. Come on, tell me more. Well, thank you very much, Rich. Uh, well, Kay, we now basically, if I may share the story, I mean, how we mm. started. Uh, you know, it, we started actually a very small office in Kampung Atap, um, KL. Uh-huh. So, you know, and then me and my uh, colleagues, and we were discussing, you know, with our co-founders, um, and we decided just to, you know, name it KA as in the originality for where we're from, which is Kampung Atap. And coincidentally, it's my initial as well. Which coincidentally, he says. <laughs> so, but if it goes with it anyway, I mean, uh, to me, it's just, um, you know, a name. But the most important thing is what we really intend to do and trying mm. to contribute back um, to the country, especially when it comes to uh, construction industry. Mm, mm. Okay, so you're in Kampung Atap. You're starting up a business. Mm-hmm. Um I'm assuming that, have you been involved in the construction industry prior to to forming this business? To be honest, no, because I have a, uh, you know, finance and economics background. Um, But, you know, Ah. I always, uh, you know, been a very enthusiast uh, of technologies, all this while. I love technologies. I love new things. Um, you know, trying to improve daily uh, activities of ourselves, whether it's from, you know, whatever department that we are from. But I think uh, technology uh, could really change things altogether. Mm-hmm. And uh, coincidentally, me and my colleagues, ex- uh, my friends actually from, from universities and schools, uh, we decided to you know do something together and we uh, discussed mm-hmm. about this and we finally found this technology and mm-hmm. we go with it. So even though I have no background whatsoever, but we decided to go with it because we believe that it is very beneficial to the uh, people and the country. Right. Um, so no background in construction. Mm-hmm. Uh, first and foremost, but uh, and that's not a bad thing because I think coming with a fresh set of eyes is, is often the best way of dealing with a situation, a problem that other people have not seen. Um, but what about 3D printing? Did you have any kind of interest? I mean, you say you're interested in tech and, and whatever, but did you have any interest in 3D printing before this? Not exactly, because it's also very uh, new or foreign to me uh, when mm-hmm. we started this. Uh, but we, you know, like I mentioned, we we saw this as a potential. 
you know, we coincidentally also found this on YouTube, you know, when we found right. this uh, video of uh, this certain companies printing houses, uh, yeah. you know, around the, around the world already. And then we decided, oh, look, there's something that uh, it's not available in Malaysia yet, you know, uh-huh. and, and why is that? So we did some, you know, thorough research and a lot of due diligence and then, uh, we found out that you know none uh, of a uh, company are doing this in the country at the moment. At that at that moment, when we started uh, uh, this company, right? And and I and, and and to us, you know, if they can do it, you know, why can't we? You know, we yeah, should exactly. we yeah. should really do this and try to be at par as other great nations out there. Because mm-hmm. I believe in Malaysia, you know, we can do this. We need just a little bit of you know leaf of faith and 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 of course hard work, and I think we can get there. So when did um, KA uh, start? How long ago and how old is your company? We started during the pandemic, to be honest. It was uh, 2020. Uh, so, yeah, it's quite relatively new. Uh, yeah. and, and during that time also, why we decided to really pursue this idea is because we see there's a lack of, um, uh, uh, what do you call that, foreign labors at a time. I mean, this is huge issues mm. uh, related to this um Foreign labors, especially in the construction industry, and then we can see that the construction industry are you know highly impacted, and also uh, the housing for the B40s, especially you know affordable housing is also one yeah. of the most uh, you know crucial issues in this country, and it still is. So, you know, because of these various reasons, I think we decided to you know go with it and 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 you know give it a shot, uh, trying to change uh, the construction mm. industry as a whole. Mm. Yeah. Now, um, the interest, the interesting thing about you know, this, this tech is that um, from the little research that I've done, the, these machines that are available, these, you know, printers, if you, for lack of a better term, um, mm. they're not cheap, are they? Uh, uh, the tech um, itself to get it on ground is expensive, correct? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so my obvious question is then, where did you get your money from? You know, and that's what that's what a lot of people are going to want to know. Famous question. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I, I'm going to get straight to the point. You know, yeah. was it self-funded? Um, did you raise capital? How how did you go about it? If you don't it's, mind me asking. Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, I mean, I've always been transparent about this. It's a little bit of uh, both, actually. You know, some of of course self-funding because I really believe in this technology, so I have to actually took up my own savings a little bit. Of course, not all. I mean, I mean, I can't really afford because it's very quite expensive. And uh, together with my colleagues, the co-founders, and also we managed. Luckily, we managed to find you know certain um, investors uh, or angel investors, you call it. That really but also see the potential of this technology and believe in this technology. I think they 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 really believe in it. And mm. you know, thankfully they managed to contribute and also that's how we managed to secure uh two printers actually uh for right. KBM at the moment to start with and you know to to familiarize um the technology and to uh you know kind of hit the ground uh for mm. the past two years. That's right. Really mm. I mean, like you say, you know, you started this business during the middle of a pandemic. Um, most people would think that's a bit of a suicide mission, you know, to do that, particularly on technology that's relatively untested here in Malaysia. Um, did you get some pushback from your potential investors or, or anything when they kind of, you know, you laid down the, the groundwork for them? You said, look, this is what we want to do. Uh, but the situation was a little bit difficult back then. How, how did those conversations go? Yeah, I think, um, uh, you know, due to that situation also actually contributed, uh, uh, you know, positively, you know, not just be looking on the bad side of it, you know, in terms of business overall, but 
there are also some potential new potential due to COVID that they see, or probably they uh, you know didn't see it before COVID. For example, right. like our dependency on foreign labors, you know, yeah. so yeah. This technology, you know, that's not the case anymore. And so a lot of things actually we managed to pitch. You know, it's not easy. You know, definitely when we're asking money during a pandemic, of course, you know that. And it's never going to. Yeah. It's not easy. But we managed to talk, and then we managed to massage the idea with them. And we, in fact, we started engaging with government agencies. You know, before okay. we we ventured into this and we asked their opinion and they are also quite surprised because they haven't actually seen this technology so when we said that we would like to do this you know so that's why i think the right step that we did was also to uh, meet and also pitch the ideas to this government agency such as cidb also jkr for that matter right uh, so, uh, they are also prepared uh, for this new technology okay uh, let's take a short break here carol sure Folks, I'm on the phone with Cairo Asman. He's the founder and CEO of KABina. They are a Malaysian-focused technology solutions provider and growth consultancy. They're the country's first 3D printing hub for construction and a prominent force within the SEA and APIPE regions. We'll be right back after these messages on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Be firmly motivated. BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9, the business station. My name is Rich Bradbury. I'm on the phone with Carol Asman, the founder and CEO of KA Bina. They're the country's first 3D printing hub for construction and a prominent force within the SEA and APAC regions. Carol, um, let me go back to a couple of things. Now, you said that you first really came across this tech when you were observing it on uh, YouTube. Is that correct? Yep. You're right. right. Can you remember, was it China, that, the, the videos that you were watching when they were doing it over there? There was a few. I did some of China, so I saw some from the United States. I think it was right. Printed Farm, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Okay. And who kind of put you onto this idea, or were you just randomly surfing YouTube like the rest of us were during the pandemic? Uh, well, me and my colleagues, I you know, I think we always spend all the time on YouTube or some of the, you know, social uh, platforms that we like just to venture and look uh, into ideas. Right. And I think, yeah. uh, you know, we just got lucky. <laughs> right. Okay. So, as we know, you know, the tech's really interesting. It's got a lot of benefits that we can see, you know, relative ease of operation, uh, fewer issues with staffing, like we mentioned, and the potential to create more affordable housing for certain groups, you know, mainly B40. Why do you think there are um, fewer construction companies adopting this tech? What, what do you think is, is the barrier to entry for these companies? Yeah, like we mentioned earlier, I think uh, you know one of the most key elements is, of course, uh, the cost. Yeah? Right. The uh, you know to acquire such technology requires mm -hmm. you know huge capital investment, um, and you know also I think uh, the idea itself because they are already used. I mean, we are talking about our current developers or contractors, our local contractors at the moment. They are already used to. Uh, the conventional method or the traditional method that they have been using, for example, IBS. You know, when we yeah. talk about IBS, you know, it's not something new actually. It's already been in the market for the past twenty years, but it's still, you know, <laughs> been seeing it's like, like something new. So, so we decided to you know bring something uh, different to the table to the market, especially, and uh, that's what we're doing with this three D printing. But 
for these people, I think, yeah, the cost is, of course, number one. It's in mm-hmm. terms of investment, especially during pandemic and all that, you know, yeah. cost is yeah. a major concern. And uh, the other things, of course, to them, they still, you know, nobody actually really wants to try something new because they're already complacent with where they are, especially in the construction industry. Right. You know, we know how it is in the construction industry. And, you know, as if long it's as not it's broke, don't fix it. Yeah. So, yeah. but we decided to because we believe in this. So we decided just to go for it, and 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 of course, in the right uh, methodologies by the right process, not just you know bringing something new and just do it. No, of course, there's stages that we need to go through, and then mm-hmm. I think that's what we've been doing for the past two years to establish mm-hmm. ourselves, you know, to address uh, local uh, regulators, yeah, mm-hmm. to ensure that this thing can be uh, can be widely utilized in the country as a whole. And and how is it regulated here in Malaysia? Well, it been a relatively new technology. You know, is there kind of gray areas, people still unsure about regulation? How, how does that work? Yeah, I'm sure, you know, the first thing that they will ask, is it safe? You know, like, right. yeah. that's what we receive normally. You know, when we talk about 3D printing, they're going to ask all these sort of questions. But that's what's most important is for us to establish a very strong relationship with the regulators. And in this case, it's CIDB and also JKR themselves. So they are mm-hmm. already... Uh, in the loop. In fact, they already come up with a uh, committee yeah, with us to actually study this thing thoroughly as mm-hmm. we do uh, the printing. So we have done you know, quite a extensive research already for the past two years. Uh, in fact, we did it together with them. And you mm-hmm. know, they are, of course, the regulators that we have to do alongside with them. And I'm, I'm very happy to say that they are very accommodative mm-hmm. uh, the past two years because they, they themselves are expecting this technology you know, to expand um, because mm-hmm. they also see the potential. And um, in terms of, you know, safety and all that is, to me, it's safe to say that it's, it's, it's already got it covered because it's already there in the international market. You can see right. it yeah. in other countries already. So yeah. it's just a matter and, of... And it's gaining popularity. Exactly. So it's just a matter of going through that process. Mm-hmm. What's it like in terms of training then? I mean, you, you get somebody on site, you know, from a traditional kind of construction background, whether or not they're bricklayers or, or whatever they do. And it, it's, it can be both um, relatively simple to train somebody, but then you have obviously very highly skilled people as well on site. Where does it lie with something like 3D printing technology? How difficult is it, um, I guess, to, to learn how to use this technology? This is also uh, another beauty about this technology, Rich, uh, because you don't have to be an engineer to operate the printer. Uh, and for my case, for example, and my colleagues, the co-founders, we went to uh, you know Denmark for training before we acquired the printers from our principal partner, Cobot. Um, right. Uh, it was very similar to us because it took us about three weeks to be there and to learn the process, to understand how to operate those printers and uh, you know, we managed to do it. So to me, it's very important also to make the process seamless uh, right. so that more contractors, developers uh, would actually embark in this journey to adopt uh-huh. this technology because the process is not, you know, it's not a you know, rocket science or something. It's, 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 it's quite s- simple to right. put it uh, simply because you know, even me with, uh, you know, no background whatsoever on construction or engineering, you know, we managed to understand the process quite simply. And then we, uh-huh. of course, we have the manual and the trainings and we we do provide trainings as well at the moment in our warehouse. And that's what we've been doing with, uh, you know, CIDB and also JKR uh, personnel when they came, you know, they also like to learn. And it's it's quite simple. 
Mm. And I'd imagine it kind of opens up doorways and, and uh, ways and means of, of constructing things differently. You know, things can look different. They don't have to be maybe so angular and things. Is, is that correct too? Of course. Uh, that's also another beauty of this technology uh, mm. when we talk about flexibility of design. Uh, mm-hmm. With 3D printing, we are no longer bounded, you know, but like you said, you know, angular design, you know, everything could just be uh, designed on your computer or whether you want to use your iPad or whatever devices that is available today, it could be easily connected to our software. You just mm. designed it and extract it to our software. We call it a slicer software and you can just print whatever designs that you want. Uh, right. Yeah. Okay. I've got a couple of questions before I let you go then. Um, one of them is, can you just give me you know, an example perhaps on, on how long it might take to print I guess, an, an average single-story home for an, for an average family from, uh, I don't know, start to finish. How long would that normally take? Based on our experience, uh, of course, about you know, 1,500 square feet home, three bedrooms mm. uh, for the normal B40 specs. It's about 48 hours. We can complete 48 hours? 48 hours, all the three wow. components, yeah. You've, you, you've got, like, construction people going frantic here saying, I need more time, give me more time. But that, yeah. that, that could change a lot of things. It is. It huge is. impact on cost, right? It is. Uh-huh. It's, it's really huge. Um, again, as I mentioned, time is, is, is something that is very important when it comes to construction mm. and also uh, labor. For. So mm. we, we're trying to tackle these two elements. There's two most important elements in construction. Number one is time. Number two is labor. Yeah. With these two key elements, uh, if we can really you know, drill down and try to improve and improve as we go, Mm. Uh, we really can make this, you know significant amount of reduction when it comes to construction costs. Good stuff. Okay, I've got one question, and it's my final question, and then I'll let you go. And it's, it's obviously a, a kind of elephant in the room kind of question because we save those to the end. Um, now we know that there is there are plenty of houses that are still available here in Malaysia. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of accommodation. It's just that they tend to be out of reach for people like. You know, B40 individuals, uh, a lot of them can't afford to buy the first home uh, and one thing or another. Um, That's one issue. But the other issue, of course, with construction, the conversation is around sustainability. And how does something like 3D printing for – how does it change, you know – is it more sustainable compared to traditional construction? And I know you have to say yes, but I just just want to hear how, you know, you, you kind of answer this question. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to sustainability, uh, definitely, like I mentioned, of course, it is a, a key point here as well. Mm-hmm. For example, when it comes to uh, you know managing the technology itself, mm-hmm. uh, the mm-hmm. operation of the technology itself, uh, you know, just to put it you know in layman's term, um, number one is it's seamless, and number two, in terms of the materials that we use, you know, everything is locally sourced. So it's not something that we bring from outside and trying to print it here. No, everything mm-hmm. is localized. So that's something mm-hmm. that is really important to us. You know, there are technologies out there, 3D CP technologies out there that still requires to acquire, uh, you know, their, for example, you know, their personal or their uh, respective local materials. But for this case, for Cobot's case, we can utilize our own local materials to be utilized with this printer. That's number one. Mm. Uh, secondly, if you're talking about carbon credit, you know, um, you know, expand the publication of alternative materials that yeah. act as a filler material can be utilized for our materials as well. So 
this is something that we are uh, continuing continually doing uh, in our company, which is trying to do more R and D when it comes to uh, you know a carbon credit perspective to uh, make sure that our materials uh, comply with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, for now, we know that uh, the industry contributes about 30% in the total carbon emission in the world. So this is something that we are also really looking into it to ensure that, you know, this construction industry um, can reduce, uh, uh, you know, that contribution yeah, yeah. to the world. And uh, all of this can be done with this 3DCP. And it's actually in the process of R&D currently that we are doing with our principal partner. And it's happening around the world, as we speak, not just Malaysia. Mm-hmm. So we are actually contributing to the whole, you know, cake, as we speak. All uh, right. And then we can see uh, the result, uh, you know, moving forward. Cairo, thank you very much for your time today. What a great chat. Thank you so much, Rich. My pleasure. That was Kyrol Asman, the founder and CEO of K.A. Bina. If you want to check out their website, it is kabina.com.my, the country's first 3D printing hub for construction and a prominent force within the Southeast Asia region and APAC regions. Check out their website if you're very interested in 3D construction printing in Malaysia and Singapore. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.